0: There was a video game to teach you your ancestors' name. I wish there was a phone number, like 1-800 Save Your Brother. I'm thankful for the radio station, not afraid to put the truth in rotation. There was certain information that you can only get in conversation with young people. Talk to it would make a sound. People all around. Yes, yeah, so it would. And if old people would talk to young people, it would make a sound. People all around. Yes, it would. We went from radio to TV. Now we're going from LP to CD. Don't be afraid to try something new you with the brand new technology. Help me with the I'm to snap.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5A. 1st of all, grab a seat, copper squat, get a chair, pillow, blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something warm to drink, some cola, drink some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. You know, I don't promote alcoholism. and Somebody once wrote to me to say, you know, why do you tell people in your podcast to get your drink on? First of all, people are grown. You do whatever it is that make you happy. If you got to get a drink in the morning, a drink in the afternoon, a drink at night, that's on you. I don't drink. But it's just... I'd rather be real with people. If that's what gets you through the day, then who am I to stop you? I'm not a licensed therapist. If you see you have a problem with drinking too much, then you should go and check yourself out. But if you don't see a problem, then how can I see a problem in your life? So it is 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. You are grown. You know, sometimes... And I'm going to talk about this, and I may lose a couple of followers. And for that, arrivederci. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Bye. Bye. Y- you gone? Okay. Now, this is for those that choose to stay. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. You are your own problem. You are the blockage in your journey. You are the jail cell. You are. You are sometimes the problem. You know, I had to learn how to deliver my response. Because I would just say shit. And it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And someone told me that. And I cursed him out. I'm going to be honest. I cursed him out. So the fuck are you trying to tell me? But then the same day, later on, Somebody said the exact same thing to me that I said to somebody, and I got my motherfucking feelings hurt. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. And I had to realize, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So that's why I tell people, if you ever had a reading from me, I tell people, I don't have no salt and sugar on my tongue. But with that being said, I'm not disrespectful. I'm not going to disrespect you, but I'm going to tell you what I see. I don't know how to make shit up. So I'm going to tell you, but it's the delivery. Like I said, some of us are our own worst fucking problem. We are our own worst enemy. I was self sabotage Let me tell you what's in my family. I can't speak for nobody else's, but I'm going to tell you my family. You know, everybody's scared of failure, right? Now, in my family, we scared of success. When we get right there to the door of living a life that we're supposed to live, we self-sabotage ourselves. For real. Seriously. For real. Once we get, we can have our own apartment. Finally, we can have a good job that loves us and we're prospering in it. Man, we can have our shit together. You know what we'll turn around and do? Find somebody to fuck it up. Or we'll fuck it up ourselves. Self-sabotage it. You know, and I had to go through therapy to really unlearn that, for real. Because we can, in my family, right, and how I was, I remember I, I was a caseworker. I was, you know, raising my kids, finally. I had everybody eating healthy. We was all living life. And I wound up dating the motherfucker that had almost had me lose everything, for real. And it's self-sabotaging. And I would, I would get to a part of, you know, just, just right there at the door, and I self-sabotage because in my family we were known of having a fear to succeed. Like, damn, we can really have the cake. Oh no, we can, we can finally be great. Oh, it'll, it'll paranoid. It, it would make us paranoid. And then we'll go right back to victimhood. I can't do it. Uh, this is why I always lose to somebody. Yeah. I had to unlearn that shit. Quick. Quick, I had to unlearn that. Because it is horrible to even think, you know, and once I say this then maybe you'll get it. We're always sitting around waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe if you change the narrative and know that I got both shoes on. Why is it we have to be programmed that if something good happened then something bad is right there waiting at the corner? No. I know you fucking lying. Something good happened and something other good going to happen. And something good going to happen after that. Why the fuck I got to sabotage myself saying, well, you know, if somebody gave me $100, I'm going to wind up getting a bill, and that's going to be the $150. I knew it. No, no, the devil is a lie. No, no, I don't sign up for that. Oh, my God, you won $1,000. Thank you, and I'm going to win a 1000 more, and I'm going to keep winning. But why do we have to put on this in our mind that you won $1,000, and you're going to get a bill for 2000 or your kids are going to get in trouble, or somebody going to die? No, life happens. And when you look at it, it's shit that happens around you. It don't have it's letting you know, listen, you're blessed and you're highly favored. And I'm taking you in the direction because you decide to invest in yourself and you decide to heal. Those people didn't. But let me show you what's on the flip side. You see, if you don't follow this, then this is gonna happen. I was a Yahoo, right? I was I never forget this shit. Man, that's when I said, okay, I know they listening. I was a Yahweh. Yahweh is when you become initiated, right, in the Lukumi tradition. And I was up there on Sefton Boulevard. I was waiting for the 56. I'll never forget it. And you know how sometimes you have a thought in your mind? I had this thought in my mind. And I said it out loud. Like, nobody was standing around me. Everybody was looking at me because I was in all white. I'm talking about shiny white, right? And... I just said it, and I thought it, and I said it. I said, if I didn't get crowned, if I didn't go through this initiation, how would my life be? And within a matter of seconds, I tell you no lie, my god sister walked out. And she turned around, because she was walking past. And she turned around, and her face looked like death. She was an, an... I'm telling y'all what happened. I'm going to tell you the backstory. She looked it like death. I tell you no lie. She turned around. She looked. And she turned again. She said, oh my God, you did it. And I said, oh yeah. And she was like, now mind you, I haven't seen myself in the mirror for three months. She said, you look so beautiful. You like you glowing. You radiate. And I said, oh, thank you. And she was like she was great to walk up and she turned back right and she said i could have been you and you could have been me she said just know that never forget it and she walked up now let me tell you hers she was on the brink of getting crowned i never forget i went to her house the first time i met i was with angel and them and she lived in the project she lived in my old building but upstairs and I was like, wow, I used to live here. I said, I used to live downstairs. And she was like, oh, wow, right? And she was like, well, it's nice to meet you and stuff. And she was really, you know, getting her life together. She had a man with her. She had her kids. She had a new apartment, you know. And she was thinking about going either to school or work. And she was... She was really ready to take that next step of getting initiated. She had a V's, and she was like asking Angel, you know, what's her next steps, what she needs to do. Now, her man, which was my god sister's son, was very abusive, was very manipulating. He was in pain, no lie. And my own god sister, right? I'm just telling you the backstory. My own god sister. This was her son. He was living with the girl, my god sister, and everybody told them that they should not be together, but she had two kids by him. Everybody told them, yo, y'all should not be together. This is not a good look, but he did it anyway. Love over the heart, right? Love. And they wound up having kids together. And, you know, she's like, no, nah, you know, I got my kids. They get ready to go to school. The big one, he was in school. He was in kindergarten in 40. And I'm like, wow, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to her and stuff. And she was like, yo, I'm going to get crowned. Like, that's my next step. And, you know, I'm saving up money. And the dude, which was my god sister's son, was sitting there. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a helper. I'm a helper. Now, mind you, my god sister. She wanted to be crowned, too. And she was like, uh, I hope you know what you're getting into. You know, like, speaking negative. But it didn't bother nobody. And Angel was sitting there just, like, peeping it all in. That's why I love you and my you children. They're very observant. I got to give them that. Right? So, he was like, um, come see me when you get a chance. You know, while the kids are in school, come see me. Um, and you, you need a herogation. She said, okay. So we left and mind you, this was my old building. I used to live on the first floor. She was she had lived on the second floor, but she wasn't living in the building when I was in there. Right when we walked out, my ex-husband was standing there. He was talking to somebody and I turned to Angel and I said, yo, that's my ex-husband, a fucking idiot, right? And I said some other thing. And Angel stopped in the middle of the street and he was like, I need you to stop saying that. And I was like, wow. I said, it's true. He said, But then you laid with him. You had kids. You was married to him. So what that makes you? And I was like, damn, right? So mind you, we're walking, talking about life and everything. And the next day, she came there and she had on shades. He had beat her up. And Angel was like, I told you that y'all shouldn't have been together and stuff. And my god sister, right, she... um. She wound up calling ACS on them, saying that she was an unfit mother. And I'm like, you know, when Angel was telling me, and I'm like, wow. But it's her son that's beating on her. And he was like, you know, just sometimes. But then, we're going to fast forward. He wound up going to jail. He's still in jail. Um, The kids are being raised by the grandmother, and she smoked out. Every time I go down to Queens, I see her. She just smoked out. She smoked out. And every time I see her, she go, I know I'm trying. I'm trying to get my life together. Now, mind you, that day when I just said, you know, what, how would I have ended if I wouldn't have got crowned? Right? And she walked up. Out of anybody in the world, she walked up. And I didn't think of the drugs because I wasn't on drugs. But I was in an abusive relationship, both mentally as well as physically. I could have been at risk of losing my kids. I mean, I could have lost everything. Being with a person that everyone and their mother said, Hey, y'all don't y'all shouldn't be together. But me thinking love will change, y'all can't tell me what to do. And you know, I was. I was my own worst enemy. Because the person that really needed the most love was myself. The person that needed the help, that needed the, the redirecting, the person that needed the care and all the positive energy was me. But instead, I ignored me and gave it to somebody that didn't even deserve it. But we do that. And then we find ways to justify it. Oh, no, because my spirit and, We find the most stupidest fucking ways to justify this shit. And the problem is we still stuck there. And then we believe, oh, I can't leave. I know women right now that are stuck in fucking relationships. And they're not really stuck. They're just scared to leave because they know that the problem is them. It's not the other person. They know that shit. But see, being accountable... For your shit, is the hardest thing to do. Everybody is happy at the fucking misery table. They love it. What? The hardest part is removing yourself. You know how many people tell me, oh my God, you know, I love him. He ain't shit. I be wanting to leave. Then leave. I don't know where to go. I ain't got no family. Leave. Leave. I left a whole fucking crib of man and everything to live in a shelter. I didn't give a fuck. That's how tired I was. Yo, y'all, y'all don't understand. But let me help y'all. In a loveless fucking relationship where it was always something, it was never a day that it was happy. No matter how much money he gave me, no matter how beautiful the crib was, none of that. The shit was unhealthy. And I myself was sitting there with this toxic shit. I would talk to everybody. After a while, people got tired of listening to me. You know what my friend Jill said? Bitch, if you that fucking tired, leave. But I gave her 50 million excuses as to why. No, no. And she said, you know what? He ain't the problem you are. And I looked at her, quite an attitude. Not even gonna lie, quite an attitude. Like, what the fuck? I'm not the one she said, you are. You're the fucking problem. Because you're not leaving. You're still staying there. So it can't be all him. And it was right. It was right. I was. I was my own worst enemy. But I, I had to blame somebody else. Because, you know, I wasn't going to take the blame. What the fuck? No. But I was. And guess what? I still ain't leaving right away. I didn't. I didn't. One, it was fear. Oh, my God. Where can I go? Then somebody was telling me, yo, you know, you can go in the shelter. What? Uh-uh. My kids? But one day, I just I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I did. I, I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I had five dollars to my name. I'll tell you no lie. I had five dollars to my name. I sat in EAU for three fucking days. That's the welfare after it closed. Sat in there with my kids for three days. We washed up in the bathroom with paper towels and the fucking hand soap. They were, Thank God none of it was in Pampers because I think I would have flipped the fuck out. But yeah, we stayed in that motherfucker for three days. I didn't tell nobody where I was. And my man was looking for me. And he couldn't find me because that's the last place anybody thought to look. And when they placed me, I'll never forget. They placed me on Jamaica Avenue on 161. And I was in the Colonial. And I was wondering what I can get to eat for $5. Because all all I had was $5. And my sister, Janice, was walking up the block over there on uh, Jamaica and Hillside. And she said, where you going? I had the kids. And I was like, yo, I just got into the shelter. I said, I'm trying to figure what I can get for $5. Believe it or not, she brought my kids and me a whole bunch of takeout food. And she gave me $20. She said, here, she said, I'll tell Barbara where you at, my mother. And I said, okay. And that was it. And I was so grateful that I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I know it wasn't going to be hard. And we moved in, and I thought it was one room, and it was a blue door, and something said open the door, and it was another bedroom. So during the day, my bathroom was a kitchen, and at night it turned into the bathroom, and my kids was there. And it was, not going to lie, it was infested with mice. I caught 14 mice in one day, and then I started putting down traps, and I started taking the steel, going outside, banging it with the glass and stuffing the holes, and, you know, and then the mice went everywhere else. It wasn't in my room. And I had a a friend that was living over there in South Jamaica. And I went and got the kitty litter. She had cats. So I took the kitty litter that was used. And I put um, copper freshener around the house so that fucking cat smell won't burn our eyes or nothing. But the mice would smell that and they wouldn't come in my room. Everybody else was complaining. I didn't have to because I I made sure I protected my goddamn room. I wanted my kids to sleep without uh, fear of them being bit by mice or a rat. Or something. So yeah, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. I had to use every fucking thing I learned in the streets and everything I had to learn growing up, my experiences, to get us through that. I stayed in that shelter for a year and seven days, and I moved into South Jamaica Projects. I stayed in the projects for five years. My mother passed away. I moved in her house Stayed down there for a year, and then I decided I didn't want to live in New York no more, and I moved to Atlanta. And I lived down there for 20 years. So I don't regret nothing. The only thing that I used to tell myself is, have left a long time ago. That was it. And then I started learning when I started healing. I left when I got tired of being sick and tired, not being valued. I left when I acknowledged that I was the problem. No, he was abusive, manipulative, crazy, batshit crazy. But I also knew that in order for me to have better, I got to want better for me. And it started with me holding myself accountable. When I started reading cards, My friend Rachel taught me. And I, man, when I tell you every day, I was looking at those cards and learning. And I was reading people and, you know, just investing in myself. Whenever there was some kind of spiritual class or something, I was right there. First one in the goddamn door. I was. If it was something to better me or better my skills, shit, I was right there. In Crystal Blues, I was over in it used to be a, a witch store on 71st and Continental, right, on Austin Street. I used to go in that motherfucker forever. Why the lady they used to work in there, name was Donna. So I used to always go in there, find tarot cards and different crystals. And, man, I would read anything that I got my hands on. And it used to be a Starbucks and a Barnes & Noble's around there. Man, I stayed in there. I, stayed, I would take my kids in there and stay in there studying when i started investing in me and learning me and perfecting my craft most people call it arrogance and i don't give a fuck at this point i don't i don't i do have years under my fucking belt and to make it complete the very first person i read name was gregory he came and found me He said, man, I've been looking for you. He said, I remember when you started reading cards. That was the first one you read. Yo, that shit was real. And we are friends still to this day. I follow him on Instagram. And he has superseded anything I ever told him. He has his own business, beautiful wife. His kids are grown. Like, yo. So I knew then. Like, I know now. That's why I said, two more years and my ass is out. But I've learned a lot on this journey. And I also had to realize, recognize, and acknowledge that sometimes I was the problem. I was the one fucking up. I was the one that was holding myself back. I was the one standing in my own goddamn way. And it was. It was fear of success, not fear of failure. You mean I can do it? I had it all. I can do it. And I tripped out. I got right there at the gate and threw up the flag, turned around, didn't even break the string to say, wow, you a winner. Turned right around, got to the door and panicked and turned around. And I had to learn all of that stuff and relearn and reevaluate and see what was important in my life. Now, yeah, I started off sitting in wrong tables, putting my thinking I'm supposed to be under every table and run with every click. And whoever had beef, I had beef too. You know, I had to unlearn all that shit. No, we grown. When you're building a brand or you're, you're starting a company, you got to be consistent. You got to know that a bad name travels fast. Nobody wants to get a reading or be around people that's always in some bullshit. Why? You can't get your life together. Why the fuck I'm going to listen to you? And argue with me if you want to because I know how to come correct. Tell me I'm wrong. Ain't nobody coming to somebody that is constantly in fucking trouble. That's constantly. No, you mess. Like that's what society is promoting. On on a grander scale with young people. Oh, yeah, you got to follow Sexy Red and Shekinah. I mean, and uh, what's the chick with Suki with the good coochie? And, you know, all these people, Summer Walker and all of them because they toxic. No. All of them are the same. I ain't hating on them, but it's true. All of them are the same. When the girl Sexy Red said, oh, I'm the royal queen. I don't use condoms. And people in the comments was like, yeah, that's right, girl. That's right. But you had one sister was like, damn, that's nasty. You don't care about your life. What happened to safe sex? You know how many girls I know? Because I ain't going to say women. Girls I know that be like, you know, I I sleep with him and he's sleeping with other people. And I go, use a condom? No. So you, you. You love this man that much, you're gonna put your life in his hands. You don't even know him that long. You, you're opening yourself up for all kinds of infections and diseases and all of that. And you can't talk to him. You can't listen. If I'm gonna have sex with you, raw, I can talk about your mama. I can talk about whatever, nigga. What? But we don't, we, we, and then half of these women don't, oh, girls. Don't even go to the GYN. I told y'all, P and Utica, it is STD City. For real. We got Atlanta beat. When you walk into the GYN, they on TikTok or, or Facebook. And I be laughing, they be like, only ones that come in here is prenatal when you... It's like, everybody, people don't come here. What? They, they don't even know how to spell GYN. And for somebody, a star with a big platform to say that, and I young, this is why I tell people, you should be your own role model. For real. Because that day, even when I was talking to the kids, yo, they was like, nah, we ain't been listening to her. Nah. Because some kids understand. Nah, safe sex. I don't want to have kids... Kids is the last of the problem, but what about all the diseases? And if you can't trust this person and you know they cheat and they walking around holding infections and all, ah, that's disgusting. But we don't we don't want to look at that part. We want to follow sexy red. We look at some of walker. Respect her, because I know how that feels. You know, here it is, you got three babies, two different baby daddies. I get it. I ain't here to judge. I, I know how I feel. I got I got mine. And you're constantly in relationships that don't go nowhere. But I guarantee you today, she's gonna learn it. I, I know she is. She's gonna learn it. O'Shun is gonna teach her how to love herself. But right now, she's going through her phase. For real. We all screw up. We all screw up, but she's going through a face. And don't hit me with, well, didn't she learn that with three kids? Baby, I have four, and I ain't learning until the end when they all got bigger. So, yeah, because we, we we see this fantasy, and that's what we want. And we, we'd rather look at the fantasy because reality is too heart-wrenching. You mean to tell me that it's me? Nobody wants to point the finger back at themselves. No, it's him. It's the person. No, it's you because you keep on opening the door for that energy. And I had to realize that, you know, when it came to dating, when it came to starting a company, when it came to owning my brand, when it came to doing things that will make me prosperous down the line. I, I, I couldn't see that. I saw it through somebody else's. Man, you know how many people I gave the plug to? How many people I told them how to do their things? How many people I told them, yo, if you do it like this, you're going to prosper on this thing? You know, I don't don't look for the uh, credit. I don't. But see, when you lose the plug, you got to connect yourself with other people. They ain't got, they they got source, but they source ain't mine. I don't give a fuck how many times I give you the recipe, still ain't going to come out like mine. Yeah. See, I make sure I put you in positions that are going to make you prosper. I'm not here about putting you somewhere to make you um, gossip about people or want to go and bully people or anything like that. Nah, that ain't got nothing to do with me at all. At all. See, I put you in positions where your 20s can have 20s while you sleep. I can give you the full recipe, but if you don't put healing in it, if you don't put uh consistency in it, if you don't put dedication, determination, you don't put that in there, I don't give a fuck what kind of recipe anybody get you. You you're not gonna you're not gonna move forward. Because, like I said, we become our own worst enemies sometimes. Sometimes it ain't a hater. Sometimes it ain't, oh, my enemies. No, sometimes it's your ass. It's you. You are the problem. You know? I used to pray that even if I don't get a reading, i will be okay. I prayed that prayer for six years. Not even gonna lie. I got tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul. I got tired of being on there just begging for readings and like, yo, I need a reader. I need. Like I was a fucking crackhead. But then I had to change. See, praying for something is great, but you can get it. It's Listen, it's never a problem making money. Black people have shown that beyond. It's never a problem making money. The problem is how we manage it. How do we succeed with it? How do we keep it? Because it's going to come no matter what. And those days where it don't come, that's the day you should be learning and doing other things and investing. That, that, that's that time. But instead, we want to, oh, people ain't giving us a reading. Uh, no, no. And first of all, nobody wants to come to nobody if you only reading once a month. If you, you know, how for what? We, we don't even know. You know, and then you got to understand, <clears throat> okay, if you want peanuts, then you're going to get peanut work. I'm going to be honest. If you want peanuts, you're going to get peanuts work. But if you want that diamond, I used to sit and be like, yo, how the fuck you charge $400 for a reading? And they said, you like Nipsey Hussle, right? I said, yeah. He said, then go buy that. Theology. I said, wait, Nipsey Hussle, when everybody else was selling their CDs for $10, 15 Nipsey Hussle was selling one CD for 100 He might get a good one or he may not get no sale. But it was $100. And it was Jay-Z's friend that asked him, why you sell your shit for 100 Everybody else sell it for 10 $15. He said, because I got that good shit. He didn't, yo, you buy this, I throw in this, or yo. No, it was $100. That's it. I got the good shit. One CD. I got the good shit. It's up to you to buy it, because I know I'm putting out good shit. So he went and got Jay-Z and was like, yo, this dude is selling his CD for a $100. Jay-Z said, well, I got to go and see it. They were already in California, and he heard it, and he brought all of them. All of them. Every single one of them, he brought them. So when Nipsey got that money, most people get money. Let me tell you, this is the craziest shit to me. Most people get, like, say if they do a work or they get a little money, they're going to go and hang out with their friends. Yeah, this is all about I take flights, not feelings." But Nipsey Hussle did something that was so amazing. He went back in the studio and made more stuff. He invested in him, all money in. He didn't go and buy chains and watches and all that. Because you know why? He came in with all that. He didn't need to buy that. I don't need an update. I don't need all that. I I came in with, with my own money. But now that I'm getting more money, I need to invest in me. My craft perfected. I tell people, yo, take a class. Make sure that you are, you know, in alignment. Make sure you invest in yourself. Make sure you are right there doing what needs to be done. Read some books. Go to lectures. Sign up. Find those people you connect with. And, yo, invest in you. You don't have to mimic what they do. But at least you'll understand what it is that's being done. Get your blueprint, your map, your candle. And make it so simple that, yo, a kid can understand it and grasp it. That's what you got to do. And when I recognized that, I was like, yo. That's cool. I can get with that. Because it's true. Now, some people are complaining. Oh, who the fuck is she? Who's who she reading, Jesus? Y'all better tell me who God is. If you can't afford her, just say it. <laughs> That's all. And I'm not going to worry about what you're thinking or saying. You ain't supporting me anyway. But those people that do. And then I was sitting there like, but then people going to judge me. Shit, they judging you now. The fuck you care about those people? It's the empty car that make the most noise. It's those motherfuckers in cheap seats that's making all the noise and booing. Nobody don't listen to them. It's the floor seat people that you cater to. Because they right there. They paid a healthy price to get the knowledge that you have. Why you worrying about anybody else? If they ain't supporting you, so what? They're going to be your advertisement. Because they running around telling everybody about you. But see, the problem is we get so focused on the comments and what the naysayers say. And we already are our own worst enemy that we give up. We throw our hands up. And it's podcasts like this that's trying to motivate you. It's going to feel good for a few moments. For a few moments, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... One person say, oh, she can't read or she don't know what she doing. And now you're ready to throw in the towel. Oh, they don't like me. They did like you before when you was in a good space. <laughs> the fuck? Who cares? Who cares? Get out your own way and why are we worrying about what these people are saying? What are they giving you? Realistically, when you think about it, all those people that got something fucked up to say, what are they giving you? What? How are they helping you? And even if they did, everybody loves you until you start doing better than them. And when you start getting motion, shit, they don't like you. They don't. They don't. I encourage people. I be like, yo, start a podcast. People want to hear you. Yo, man, start it. They'll make one or two and then it'll be months, you know, because I didn't get a lot of followings. I didn't give a fuck. When I started, let me tell y'all this. When I started, I had five fucking people that would watch my lives. Five. And the podcast only had three. That was it. I only had three. And at, at one time, I gave up. Like, yo, I just walked away. Like, yo, nobody's listening. And a person wrote me this beautiful fucking email. She said, you don't know me. E5A. That's when it was... um good morning Putin. right? And she said, you don't know me. She said, and I ran across your podcast. And I was talking about Frost and all the women that were important in my life and a lot of shit that I did. And she said, you don't know how it helps me and my family. We've learned to, you know, deal with our problems and I'm currently in therapy now. Man, when I tell you this lady hit everything that I thought no one was paying attention to and then I made the back porch conjure, I said, okay, I'm going to leave that one. Good morning, and I'm going to go with the back porch conjure. And for a moment, I, I quit too because I was like, yeah, I know people listen, but Am I helping anyone with my stories? Because I have friends to tell me. And these are spiritual friends. You wasting your time on that podcast, girl. Please. And not realizing that. People were listening. And I was getting paid. I remember the first check I ever got from a podcast was $100. They put it right in my account. And I was like, where this $100 came from? And I looked. And I was like, wow. And I seen how my listening was going up. People were listening. So I went back to my spiritual friends. And I was like, yo, my podcast is blowing up. Oh, I don't listen to that shit. Even the other day, while I was in New York, my son Andrew was talking. And I, you know, my son was telling my good girlfriend, hey, you should listen to this podcast. I said, but damn, do you ever listen to mine? He was like, no. And I'm like, wow, oh, you really don't listen to my podcast. And he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, wow. If I and I had to think about it. If I was to listen to the naysayers, none of this. Anything I ever done, I wouldn't have done. And I wouldn't have prospered from it. And I wouldn't have grown from it. I wouldn't have. You know how many people will tell you or put their fears inside of you? Because they had the same opportunities. They had the same way of doing things. But somebody talked them out of it. Talked them out of their dream. Talked them out of following their destiny. So they, in turn, put that same fear in you in hopes that you won't follow your destiny. Hope that you will give up. That That's what the plan is. I don't need you to do better than me, especially when you're related. Oh, my God. What? My brother's in them I'll never forget when I, I wrote my first book. And I was like, yo, y'all going to buy it? And he was like, I can't believe you wrote a book. I was trying to write a book for the longest. I just never finished. Why are you writing a book? Because it was in me. And that was it. And to this day, if I don't give them something, they won't buy it at all. And it's sad because when I see those families that are supporting each other, when I see those families that are going all out, I remember meeting Indy Irie in Atlanta and she was in seven under. And um, her family really got together and supported her. And I was like, wow. But they they knew the concept. When you rise, we rise. We all rise together. But in order, it's going to be my turn. But right now we're pouring into you. My family don't have that concept. My family will give you 50 million reasons on why they not pouring into you. It might have been something you did when you were six years old. Or you looked at somebody funny. Or you didn't give me a piece of your chicken. They will find anything to stop you from growing. Sad. You know, it's sad. But now I look at it and I make sure, like, yo, do it. Whatever the fuck you want to do, do it. How can I help you? How can I be of assistance? But I first have to see you doing something before I pour into you. Because if you're not consistent and you're not. And let me tell you how many people that will hit me up and be like, Yeah, I'm starting a podcast. Or, yeah, I'm going to do a live. Or, yeah, I'm starting a business. and Yeah. And you don't see them consistently. You don't. You'll see them every time there's a bill due. On the 1st, the 15th, and the 25th. That's the only time you see folk. I respect those people that are Constantly doing. A sister friend, Irene. You know, I love her fucking consistency and how she do shit. It be raining. And on Saturdays, you know just where she going to be. Serving food to the homeless. Making sure those babies got some pampers, some food, something. She don't give a fuck. If nobody's out there, she's going to be out there on Saturdays. The fuck what you do. I don't care how bad you talk about me. But I know this is my destiny. This is my calling. And from her doing it now, now, you see so many people out there helping her. But even if they don't, she shows the fuck up. That's why every year I promote her. Listen, in December, I promote 25 people, right? I start out with spiritual people, but... It's other people that's doing so much many things, helping people in the community. So now it's 25 important people. You could be spiritual, you could be regular, right? So that year, like now, this is the time where now, because kids are going back to school, you'll see people doing stuff. But I, I like to deal and focus on people that's doing shit all year round. People like Juju Ma. People like Denise. People that constantly do, and they're not worried about the naysayers, they ain't in there arguing with nobody, because they have their agenda. And they give zero fucks what people think. You want to help them? Send them a donation. Come out there and help serve some people. That's it. But she show up every Saturday. I'm going to fuck up. it's a holiday, Jesus' birthday, whatever. She right there. I love her for that. Because you'll see people starting, man. They be right there on the verge. And then they get a man or they get something new and that's it. And then when that shit don't work out, then they back on. I'm a reader. I'm a healer. Nah. You, you a naysayer. You 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 need some healing yourself. See, and that's the part. I don't know how to fold. I'm going to show up. Sick. I had a neck race on my godmother was like, Won't you sit down? I said, Nah, I can't. <laughs> he was like, You need to sit down to heal. I can't. I gotta keep on doing what I need to do. Nah. And people would look at me, I ain't give a fuck. I'm here, right? Oh, okay. You wanna read it? Let's go. Then you have this thing, Oh my god, if you're sick, you sh- shouldn't be doing ceremonies. And then roll my egg as long as I'm reading. That's what I was destined to do. So let's back up. Ain't got nothing to do with your podcast. You still can talk. Ain't got nothing to do with you posting. You still can post. And then when you start, you get to a certain level. Then you start getting supporters. You Start getting people to believe in you. And you'll start getting monetary gain. But see, people want things even when they're not doing something. And, uh. You got to be relevant. How are you impacting people's lives? Because if you're not, this is how I knew, and it ain't no, no bragging or nothing. This is how I knew that God had his thumbprint on me when an enemy, enemy, an enemy started posting my shit saying, yo, She be posting some real shit. I got to give it to her. And then to get a text to say, yo, I got to give it to you. You be be posting some shit that make people think. Like, thank you. Don't give up. An enemy. And I'm like, yo, when you walk with grace. That's why I put up Psalms 1. That's why I put up Psalms 1. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaves does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like the chafe. That the winds blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Nor the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. I said wait a minute. And it tells you, what is Psalm 7? What's the meaning? It's called a wisdom psalm because we learn that happiness results from our choices to follow the creator's direction of life. In this psalm, the writer sets forth two ways or two directions in life. One is the right way that leads to happiness and the other is the wrong way that leads to misery. I love Psalms 1. I do. And it was the confirmation where even your enemies will shout you out. They will they will celebrate you. Celebrate you. When you are not focused on the bullshit, when you are not focused on the gossip, when you are not focused on downgrading someone else just so your shit can shine. Nah. When you are set out to do what God has told you to do, when you set out to do... What is your destiny? People will see that light and and they'll gravitate to it. It can be your enemy, motherfuckers that hate you, all of that. But see, when you start going too far left and wanting to sit under seats and tables where it's nothing but mess or people just doing the most and motherfuckers that want to start and bully people and just start policing everybody. Nah, that's not what I came to do. In order to see a change in the world, you first got to be the change. And that's real. Took me years to learn that. I don't care what y'all say. In order to see the change in the world, you got to start with you. It has to start with you. Yo, that's why I loved, out of all the songs that Michael Jackson ever made, I love The Man in the Mirror. That was... That was a hot song, and I'm going to play that as I leave. Catch me tonight on Instagram. I will be going live. Just talk more about it, because sometimes we are the problem, and we got to change the narrative. We got to fix what is broken in us. And when you start doing that, baby, so many things will change.
2: Make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I turn up the color on my favorite winter code. the swing is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street. Not enough to eat Who am I to be blind
1: I will see y'all tonight. And also, I have books on Amazon, workbooks, as well as a guide for helping you through your spiritual journey. Also, I even put together a book of conjuring stories and little spells that you can do. Yeah, I know. And I'll be talking about a little bit of that. Oh, as well as my upcoming classes in September, but I'm only doing them on Patreon. So you got to be a part of Patreon. Five, ten, dollars classes. I mean, tiers. That's the levels that's in there. Don't think that the $3 one, the $3 one is just the introduction to have you see around on the page and listen to the podcast and things like that. But it don't give you access. You want access. Those are the tiers to get. And it will only be on Patreon. I started that now. Change. If you want to be a of change in the world, it starts with you first. You got to be the change. You got to be the example. (coughs) Excuse me. You got to heal. You have to move out of your way. You got to hold yourself accountable. If you're going to be authentic and you're going to be, oh, I'm real, I'm this, good then be the example. Be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. My mother used to always say, if you looking for something and you can't find it, that means God birthed you, created you, so you can create what is missing. You had the idea, so create it. That's why I'm now in the writing stages because I would rather put out books than do anything else. And y'all got one more good year of me. And my ass will be retired. And if you want me to come and speak and talk, you're going to pay me. I put my work in. I'm okay with chilling. Oh, why are you in the house? Because I paid for all this shit. That's why I'm enjoying it. And with all these planets going uh, retrograde, it's safer to be in the goddamn house anyway. Stay out of trouble. Out of bullshit. Y'all be good. See y'all tonight.